A debate over this move sprung up immediately. A lot of it centers around the national security merits of the border wall. So we're going to discuss this here on In Depth with uh, R.J. Howman, Director of Government Relations for the Federal Federation of American Immigration Reform. And also we'll set to be joined soon by Paul Rykoff, founder of the Iraq-Afghanistan Veterans of America, U.S. Army vets and host of the Angry Americans podcast. So, R.J., since we have you, let's start with you. Uh, what do you think? State your case. You know, uh, $3.6 billion for 175 miles of border wall, that is a legitimate national defense expenditure, period. I mean, as the Secretary of Defense said, what they're doing is going to help deter illegal entry and channel migrants to an actual port of entry. And, and the wall construction they're funding here is also going to allow the Defense Department personnel to be redeployed to areas where more assistance is needed. We all know Border Patrol is overwhelmed, so that's essential. But But listen here. Congressional Democrats are honestly the only reason we're even having this conversation. They've opposed border wall funding every time President Trump has requested it, essentially forcing the administration to reprogram funds like they're doing now. They'll even oppose backfilling this money down the line. And and the reason why is because President Trump stopping President Trump's signature campaign promise is more important than border security to them. Well, this is politics. That means, you know, both sides do it. That, that's the uh, argument we heard. If President Obama had uh, decided to divert some funds from the military for some campaign promise of his, what would your reaction be in that case? It would be kind of like uh, what the Democrats are saying about the wall, right? Well, absolutely. But too, we have to remember here with this money is the money could be addressed by a provision in an upcoming bill that would actually backfill it in the fiscal year 2020 budget. I mean, I think that's something that Republicans would even support with something like that as well. They may oppose it at the time, but they'd allow the money to be backfilled. But that same provision to backfill this money and address what a lot of people are mad about isn't in the House version of the National Defense Authorization Act. So both chambers are slated to negotiate a final version of this, and, and we'll see what the Democrat-controlled chamber does. But I think another thing to remember as well is the fact that we're talking the number $3.6 billion when the border wall costs over $20 billion is because President Trump has dropped down his request. This is a huge concession, yet Democrats still refuse to give him even that, and that's why we're at this point. And it just would be existing barriers that get replaced or some new fence systems. But if you're going to divert money, you're going to make such a big deal out of it. Don't you want actual new wall being built? Or are you just this, happy with replacing some existing this, barriers? This right now is 170 miles, 175 miles of some new wall as well. And again, with large scale legal immigration going on right now, you got people smuggling drugs, other contraband. It's imperative to build a barrier and enhance the barriers we have there now. But I'll tell you something: while building a wall is important, important the jet engine driving this current border crisis that has led to about nearly a million people are going to come in this fiscal year is the use of fraudulent or meritless asylum claims to gain entry into our country closing those loopholes and addressing the flaws in our humanitarian immigration policies that's the main thing that needs to be focused on so this wall thing is just a component of how you address the crisis down at that are at our border Okay, so you see the problem. You've got uh, people coming across the border. You've got drug smugglers bringing drugs across the border. So a wall is the perfect answer to stop all that unless somebody invents something that could, say, maybe fly over the wall. 
What do no, you do then? Absolutely. Listen, border security is a comprehensive thing. Infrastructure barriers down there aren't the only thing. Again, you need you need drones. You know, a, you have uh, the blimps that go up. They all these border patrol officials down there. They know what you need to address certain parts of the crisis to prevent tunneling and things like that from going on. The administration requests billions of dollars for that as well. But what Democrats have done every single time that they make a request, they don't deliver everything on what they want because immigration is a political issue for them. This is President Trump's core issue. The border wall was his key campaign promise, and they have stopped him every single step of the way. There was also another promise that came with that promise, though, and that Mexico would pay for this and we wouldn't have to. I'll tell you one thing about that is, again, the, I think the American taxpayers, it costs them about $135 billion a year. Illegal immigration costs them that. That's where our organization is found. The wall is a good deal, and I will praise Mexico on this front, too. What Mexico has done, they've done more than Democrats to address our border crisis right now. President Trump has worked closely with Mexico to use their military as well to help stop people flowing up through Mexico, economic migrants, to take advantage of our asylum laws. Mexico's done a lot on this front, and they should be praised even though they are not writing a check for the border wall. Well, I, I know you, you cite some figures that your organization comes up with, but as you know, the other side is going to cite some different figures that uh, cast a different light on this. But I think part of the opposition to uh, to President Trump's approach to the whole problem is that he seems to be wanting to not let any immigrants in, even ones that have legitimate concerns and they're coming from areas where crime is so bad, people are willing to risk death to make it to a place that's safer. Every person coming up from Central America pretty much right now is an economic migrant. The crime rates in a lot of these Central American countries, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, has been cut in half over the past five years. GDP has almost doubled. People coming up here are economic migrants. When you're allowing economic migrants to take advantage of our asylum system, you are preventing people from other parts of the world who actually deserve those places, who deserve refugee slots, um, our asylum system as well. It's meant for people who are fleeing um, disastrous regimes and situations around the world, not coming here so they can work um, for an employer. So then take some of the money and bulk up the asylum process so it moves swifter and weeds out people that aren't supposed to be here and lets the actual asylum cases come through. Instead of building the wall, let's get the processing worked Again, out better. That is something that needs to be done as well. But you need to actually change statutes. You need to improve the credible fear standard to protect protect legitimate uh, claims and prevent fraud. Yeah, that's going to take some statutory changes and also some funding to help USCIS process these and also process legal immigration applications so they don't get backlogged. We also need to allow for extended family detention and increased space. Again, because of the Flores loophole with the administration has recently tried to address, people come up here with a child because they know they will be released after just 20 days. That is the jet engine driving the crisis right now. All right, so uh, I hate to cut you off here, but we've got just a little time left. We're finally joined by Paul Reichoff, founder of the uh, Iraq uh, Afghanistan Veterans of America, U.S. Army veteran, host of the Angry Americans podcast. You've heard some of the uh, pro-wall arguments here and uh, and a claim that conditions in Central America aren't really that bad, that it's all uh, kind of uh, fake news. What do you make of that argument? Well, that argument really doesn't matter given what we're talking about right now, which is taking $3.6 billion from the Pentagon budget for the wall. I think the real issue here is whether or not we take money for the wall from the Pentagon. And what I would argue is we shouldn't. If you want to fund the wall and do all those things, great. 
just find another way to do it, whether Mexico pays for it or you do a tax increase that shouldn't come from $3.6 billion uh, that is right now designated to 127 military spending projects, many of which are construction projects. And maybe yeah, I, I, was, I was going to ask you, what, what do you see is important that uh, money is going to be drained break from? It down for you. Let me break it down for you in really real-time terms. A hurricane's about to hit the state of Georgia. Okay, and in the state of Georgia are places like Hunter Army Airfield, Fort Benning, Fort Stewart. They're going to get slammed, and they're going to need reconstruction money, and they're going to have $3.6 billion less of it because that money was taken out of the Pentagon for this. So it's really not about the wall. It's about whether or not we make the Pentagon a political piggy bank, and that's why I oppose this. I think many people in the Pentagon who who could talk would say they oppose it as well. It's just a very bad precedent in terms of politicizing our military and turning the Pentagon into a piggy bank for political issues. All right. We are out of time, but that was Paul Rykoff, host of the Angry Americans podcast. We also heard from R.J. Howman, Director of Government Relations for the Federation of American Immigration Reform. I don't think we settled the issue. I don't think so. Not on this show. Were we hoping to find all the answers within five minutes? Maybe tomorrow. Uh, This has been KNX In-Depth.